go through them, right? You guys all been through a storm before? Yeah, nobody is exempt, not the littlest one. You know, we're all going to face them. But in this room, we have a group of believers, a group of people who believe in God Almighty, and so we should be able to handle our storms a little bit differently than our friend who doesn't know God. We learned a few weeks ago that in this room, we're all called to be disciples. We're called to be believers, right? We're called to have a godly family, and guess what? We're called to have a powerful life, as you just witnessed in that video. You and I are called to live a life with power and authority, right? Guys, God has equipped you and I as believers to be able to turn and just lay our hands on the sick and see them be healed. If you don't know God like that, let me introduce you to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, because of what he did on the cross, that you can ask anything in my name, anything in my name, and it will be done. Isn't that exciting? As believers, we have that access and authority to God like that, the authority given to us by God. We can hear God's voice. Isn't that amazing? But yet when storms come our way as Christians, sometimes we can get tossed around like the waves in the sea and letting the, these storms just take, make, take the best of us. And that's not the life that God has for us. So if in this room today you are going through a storm, I want you to know that God is saying, get out of that storm today. Amen. Amen. God is saying, get out. A lot of times when we face hardships, trials we want to approach them a certain way and maybe if you haven't been walking with Jesus long enough you might turn to alcohol to solve your problems to solve your storms you might turn to drunkenness you know if I can just have a little fun if I can just forget about these worries everything's gonna be okay but see the fact of the matter is that once you're drunk once you wake up the next morning with your hangover the problem is still there right see alcohol is not the way our society, in our culture, we turn to drugs. Oh, it's just a little depression here. Why don't you pop this pill and make you feel better? Drugs, any kind of drugs. If you go out evangelizing with us on the streets, you'll meet these young kids who are just sitting there on the side who have gone through hell and back growing up and want nothing to do with their parents, want nothing to do with family members or with society. And all they want to do is just numb the pain away with drugs. You know who I'm talking about, right? It's sad. But there's people in this world who have gone through actual storms. I'm not talking about just having a bad day. Have gone through storms growing up as a child where the devil has come in. Children who've been abused the wrong way, both physically, sexually, mentally, in the news just the other day, it was a boy who was killed. His parents had, had put him in a cage. All he was allowed to come out to do was do his chores. There's people in this world outside our little lives who are suffering. They're going through storms. And we need to be a voice unto them. But we can't be a voice if we're still stuck in our own situation, in our own mess, in our own pity parties. Do you understand what I'm saying? Another way that we can try to handle these situations and problems is by turning to relationship, meaningless relationship, one after another, trying to fill a void using other people. God says, no, I'm the only one that's going to help you through the storm. We turn to anger, bitterness. Bitterness because you look around and it seems like nobody else has a problem. 
seems like you're the only one who goes through trial after trial. Come on, Christians. Come on, believers. Let's be real. We're called to be disciples. We're called, but yes, we go through storms, and we need to learn how to deal with these storms like adults, like children of God. Amen. Say, get out of the storm. We turn to violence. Right? We don't get our way. Let's get angry. You're fighting with your wife. You guys are fighting. It just gets heated. Boom, one thing leads to another. Violence, domestic violence, and it keeps going. It's a cycle. But God is saying, get out of this storm. God doesn't want us to live this life just defeated. He wants us to live a life of power. He wants us to live a life that is testifying unto him, that is a testimony to others of his goodness and his grace. You know, the other day I was driving, and God just broke my heart as I was driving because I go through my days, of course, or just we just let days go by like nothing. Oh, it's just another day. But see, our days are numbered in this life. You got that? We have a set amount of years, months, days. It's kind of scary when you start thinking about it. It'll make you cry. <laughs> you know? But if you think about it, there's only a set amount of years that you have to walk this earth. And we let days just go by like nothing. We let the worries of this life just choke us out and we forget that there's a purpose. There's a reason why you're standing in this earth. There's a reason why you're coming to church every Sunday and hearing the word of God. There's a purpose in your life. And because we allow these burdens just to stay there, we don't, we don't even do anything. We just allow them to be there, these storms. We're wasting our life. Who wants to stop wasting their life? Jesus told his disciples that they would face trials of many kinds. He told them in John 16, 33, he said, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have over, overcome the world. Isn't that beautiful? He said, even though you're going to face troubles, don't worry, I got you. It says in James 1, 2 through 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let me tell you one thing about these two scriptures right here. Jesus is talking to believers who are going to be persecuted because of their faith. They're going to be persecuted because they love Christ, because they testify to who Jesus Christ is. We have brothers around this world. Even Pastor Joe posted on Facebook. They were with um, our pastors from Pakistan who are being persecuted. They're being killed for their faith. And if Jesus can tell these men and women that they need to consider it pure joy when they face these trials, how much more do you think you and I need to just consider it pure joy when we face our trials? When things don't go our way at work, when we don't get our schedule. You see, it might seem like I'm angry right now, but I'm not. <laughs> the thing is that I am angry at the lies the devil tells the body of Christ. I am angry at the fact that the devil wants to come and give us a pacifier just to, to keep us there, to make us stuck right there so we don't move, so to kind of numb us. And all we can do is think about ourselves and our situation when there's so much more going on in this world. 
It's time for Christians to arise. It's time for Christians to wake up. It's time for Christians to live the life that God has called us to live because it's a life of power and authority. Amen? Our life would be so much different. These, this church would look so much different if we lived the life that God wanted us to live. The church as a whole would look so much different and create so much damage in the kingdom of darkness if we acted out the way that God wanted us to act. Amen? Storms should not be a surprise to us, but we need to learn how to act them out, how to live through them the way that God wants us to live. So let's turn to Mark 4, 35 through 41, and we're going to see the disciples as they go through their storm with Jesus. Amen. It says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Well, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Amen. The reason why I love this passage so much is because the people in the boat with him are his disciples. Come on, they've seen him provide. They've seen him do miracles, just, you know, miraculous signs and wonders time after time. But yet they still doubted. They still didn't know who Jesus was. But my question to you before we go forward is who are you in this situation? Let's read, let's read it one more time from 35 and 36. It says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat. So they, the disciples, took him along. They left a crowd behind. Who are you in this situation? Are you the one going with Jesus or are you the one in the crowd that stayed behind? That's my first question to you, because we can look at this passage right now and we can say, well, the disciples, man, they didn't even know who Jesus was and they were in the boat with him. But guess what? They were in the boat with him. They followed Jesus. Guess what? They were listening to what Jesus was. The crowds, they stayed behind. Why? Because the crowds were just there to receive. The crowds were just there to take what Jesus had to offer. He had to offer bread. He had to offer healings. Think about this. Jesus healed the hands of people who would one day forget about him. Jesus healed the hands of people who would one day maybe even commit murder with those hands. He gave sight to people who would one day lust with those eyes. But Jesus still did it. Why? Because of his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. And the disciples saw this. So I'm asking you right now, who are you in this situation? Do you come to church just so you can receive, so you can feel good, and then leave? Or are you one of those that walks with Jesus on a day-to-day basis? We might have our days where we doubt. We might have our days where, you know, you just don't feel him as close as you usually do. But you're still walking with him. Who are you in this situation today? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. See, the, the disciples, going back to the disciples, they didn't understand 
that Jesus was 100% man, but yet still 100% God. He wasn't far away from them. He was right there. Think about yourself and your situations. Whatever you're going through, every person in this room is different. Might feel like God is so far away. Might feel like God is mad at you. God doesn't care. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God is right there. He's right there, and he's waiting for you and I to turn to him. He's waiting for you and I to have faith. Stop being afraid to turn to him and have faith. Faith is of the utmost importance in your relationship with God. Fear is the opposite of faith. In Hebrews 11:6, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We're not playing make-believe here tonight, this morning, sorry, not tonight. We're not playing make-believe. Guys, we serve this God. We actually believe that when we talk about him, he comes. That when we talk to him, he listens, he answers back. I don't know about you. But I'm not going crazy. I know that I've heard the voice of God. I know that I'm here today because of the power of God, because someone preached the gospel to me, and I know this God intimately. Are you here just to to suit something inside of you, something to make you feel good, or are you here because you truly know him, because you truly have faith in who he is? You've got to believe that he exists you got to believe that he rewards you who earnestly seek after him. Faith. Faith. Faith is what we need today. The only one who wants us bound up and staying in these storms and, and, you know, pouring fear upon us is the enemy. The devil wants to bind us up. He wants us to waste our days away. He wants to make us think that it's okay that we're a good person. It's okay because you go to church on Sunday and you're not going to the clubs anymore. It's okay that you're not all the way in there with Jesus. That's the only one who wants us there is the devil. The only one who wants wants us doubting is the devil, is the enemy who prowls around you like a roaring lion waiting to devour you. Do you understand that? The devil, the enemy, prowls around waiting to devour one of us, the brothers and the sisters in, in the faith. Do you understand that? This is not a game for him. When you and I play around with sin and we think it's fun and it's cute because God's going to forgive us, the devil is not playing with us. He's not playing with us. Today, we're talking about four different types of storms that we can be going through. Maybe you're going through a financial storm. Maybe you can't pay the bills. You don't know where your money's coming from, where the food is coming from. You have children you need to provide for. That's tough. That's a storm. God knows where it's coming from. Do you understand? He's not far away. How many of you in this room have been struggling financially and you didn't know where your next money was going to come from, where you were going to pay the light bill, but somehow, some way, it just, it just happened. You just had the money. How many of you have been there where you have just seen God provide for you in miraculous ways? God can do it. Psalms 34.10 says, Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Proverbs 21.21 says, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. 
When we pursue his righteousness, we find the life. We find prosperity in all things, not just financially. And we receive honor. That's beautiful. God is there in your storm, and he's speaking these things in your life. He's saying, if you seek me, you will lack no good thing. Maybe you're going through a storm in your marriage. How many of you have ever gone through a storm in your marriage? Yes, I definitely have. And I just praise God that he um, interceded. You know, I'm just so open. I'm, I don't know if my, you like it, right, honey? He's back there, okay? <laughs> when I testify about us. Man, I thought that I knew it all when I got married. And I thought I was the boss. And I thought that, you know, he just needed to do everything I said. And it wasn't working. So there was a storm, and we were just clashing and bumping heads. And it, it's just the devil was wanting to just destroy what God wanted to build, you know, in our foundation. And it was, it was just terrible. And what we did, we had to be honest with ourselves, and we had to seek counsel, and we had to give it to God daily. And I praise God that he saw us through that storm. Maybe you're in that storm right now, and you haven't received the counsel. You haven't been open and honest about the problems you and your wife are facing. Maybe the arguing, the bickering, and the quarreling are getting too much, and you're just saying, I want to get out. The storm, I can't handle it anymore. God is saying, no, I hate divorce, is what God says in your storm. Maybe there has been infidelity in your marriage, and you don't know how to go about it. You had this idea that your, your marriage was supposed to be so sweet and so nice, but yeah, right now in this storm, it's the total opposite. Matthew 19, 4 through 6. It says, haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning, the creator made the male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. The two will become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. God speaks this into your marriage. He speaks this into your storm right now that you're facing. He says, what I brought together, no one's going to separate. You bring it to me right now. Today, if this is you and you have a storm in your marriage, you need to bring it to Jesus because God can restore it. God can make all things new. You think God can't change a person? Quit trying to change each other. Kid trying to say, God, if only you can change him. If God, if only you can change my wife, everything will be perfect. No, no, no. You're one now. Bring it to God together, and God will do amazing things. If you're a parent in this place and you're going through a storm, maybe your child is rebelling against you in every kind of way, coming home at all hours of the night. I know I did that in my house, you know, before I gave my life to Christ. I was coming home at all hours of the night. My mom said, this isn't a hotel. You can't come check in and check out whenever you want to. You understand? Parents, you can say that to your children. So what did I decide to do? I was going to move out. <laughs> I decided I was going to move out of my house, and I was moving in with some friends. Well, guess what? Two weeks before I was supposed to move in with this friend, I got saved. Amen? God knows what he's doing. God knows what you're going through. God hears the cry of a parent in the midnight hour. Do you understand that? He says, raise up, train your children up in the ways of the Lord. That's your responsibility as a parent. You cannot follow your child every which way. At the end of the day, you have to learn to let this storm go to God. 
because you can't handle it on your own. There's storms in our lives we need to let go of because we can't handle them. Maybe you're going through health problems and it seems like a never-ending cycle of pain and agony. Health problems. Bring it to God. Let him heal you. Let him give you peace. Let him give you rest in your, in your pain. God, see, it's so easy to pop a Tylenol or ibuprofen or whatever. It's so easy. It's harder to come to God by faith. It's harder to get on your knees and just ask him to touch your body. It is harder. But guess what? Your faith will pay off because that's what he's looking for. See, we, we, we want to go and just pop a pill for every headache and migraine that we have. And then when the big stuff comes, we don't even have faith for that. You know, it's, we have to start exercising our faith even in the little things. Today we're going to talk about five ways to get out of your storm. Number one, you need to have a strong personal relationship with God. That's the first thing. If you don't have this strong personal relationship with God, let me tell you, everything else is just going to fall apart. I don't care how many times a week you come to church. If your only time of prayer is when you're here on a Sunday morning, that's not a relationship. That's you coming in your genie to your servant. That's not what it's about. Check your relationship with God today. Is there sin in your heart that you're keeping? When I was in sin, when I was walking with the Lord and I fell into sin, no matter how much I cried out to the Lord for deliverance, my, it just wasn't right. I wasn't getting the answer that I wanted because I was being a hypocrite. I thought I could fool God. I thought that I could just, you know, hide it. And he was okay. No, he's not okay with your sin. He's not okay. He's not okay with compromise. So have a strong personal relationship with God. Number two, look for godly covering. Be a part of a good church that's going to help you grow in your storms. This is so important to have people in your lives who are going to mentor you, who are going to keep you accountable, this covering. So what I want to tell you here is stop the church hopping. Stop bouncing around from church to church looking for whatever your itching ears want to hear. Stop looking for someone to tell you that it's okay to remain this way, that it's okay as long as you come to church. No, it's not okay. Be accountable. Be under a great ministry that's going to push you to be all that you can for Jesus Christ. Number three, stay accountable in your situation. In that church, find a person who you can talk to. Find a person that you can be open and honest with, and they can help you see you through that storm. They can pray with you. They can minister to you. They can make sure that you're not going backwards instead of going forwards. Amen? What is this? Number four. Sorry. Number four, make room for change. This is so important. How many times do you have people come to you for help or advice, and you tell them what to do, and then they don't want to do it? You want change, you got to make room for change. You want this storm to go, you need to do what you have to do to get past out of this storm. Don't ask God for help and then refuse to change your ways. you got to be able to move the way that God is moving because he's not going to do it our way. Last but not least, you need to be, allow God to be in control. It's not on our time. It's on his time. Amen? Do not grow weary as you wait for these storms to pass. The Bible says that in a proper time, on his time, you will reap a harvest in this area of your life. Amen? If you're waiting and waiting and waiting, 
then you wait on the Lord. You be still, and you know that he is God. If you go back to, to this account of Jesus with his disciples, verse 41 says, They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Fan, if you can come up here, please. It says, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Let me tell you who this man is. Today, in your situation, he is Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present. He's not far away. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Come on, get excited. This is who he is in your storm today. He's whatever you need him to be because he is God, your father, who wants to do amazing things in your life. He's not an evil God and he's not messing with you and he's not playing little games with you. This is who he is in your life. He's your advocate. He's the almighty. He's the comforter. He's the counselor. He's the everlasting father. Hallelujah, Señor. He's the faithful and true witness. Get excited. He is the good shepherd in your storm today. So whatever you're going through, you can bring it to God. If you're going through a storm today, if you're going through a trial, that is who he is in your life. Open up your Bible. Let your faith grow and arise. Christians, arise in this place. Step up to what God has called you to do. Amen. I want us all to rise today. We're going to worship the King of Kings in this place. Because no matter what we're going through, he is worthy to be praised and adored. Even if he never did one more good thing for us, he is still worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We're going to sing a song of praise and then we're going to ask our altar workers to come up. If you have a storm that you're going through this morning, I want you to bring it to God. I want you to forget about what everybody else thinks, what your friends think. It's time to get serious about this, to live a life of victory that God has called us to live. Amen. Tell your storm to leave in the name of Jesus. All right. If you know someone in home or wherever, you need to tell them to get out of that storm because you know the God who's going to calm it. You know the God that's going to bring peace over it. Amen. Let's worship the King of Kings in this place. Draw me near to you. Draw me near to you. Draw me near to you. Draw me Draw me near to you, draw me near to you, draw me near to you, Jesus, draw me near to you, draw me near to you, draw me near to you, Jesus, you look down from heaven, cause you look down from heaven. You melt me with your gaze. You come down from heaven. You wrap me in your wings and it makes me feel loved again. 
Ultra workers to come on up here right now. If you need prayer tonight, I, today, if you need prayer this morning, I want you to come up here. These men and women of God are ready and willing to pray with you. Bring your situation. Confess your sins to one another. Be set free. If you're dealing with sin in this place, be set free. Stop carrying that weight on your shoulders. Just get it over with right now. You're not fooling anyone. Confess your sins to one another. If you have a storm in your life, if, whether it's your marriage, your finances, your kids, you just don't know what to do with them anymore. Health problems, you need to be healed in Jesus' name. Come believing, come hungry, come expecting. God is going to touch your body. Amen.
you come down from heaven. Come on, sing it. You wrap me, you wrap me in your wings, and it makes me feel loved again. So close to your heart. Hallelujah. If you're in this place and you still need prayer, we invite you to stay here at the altars. We're going to pray for everyone who, who needs prayer. And right now I'm just going to pray uh, a prayer of dismissal for everyone. And Lord God, I just pray that you be with us this week, dear God, in whatever storms or trials we're going through, I pray that we would just know to turn to you, that we would have faith, that we would stop being afraid, dear God, and be men and women, dear God, who trust you with everything that is in us. In Jesus' name, we give you our worries, dear God, and we take your joy today. We receive your peace today. We receive your love and everything good that you have to offer us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.